All right, so guys, I'm curious, what would you do if you suddenly came into $7 million over four years? Well, well, I certainly wouldn't score 42 points and 14 rebounds. Right. Well, yeah, that's all that stupid bullshit aside, overrated bullshit aside. I would immediately (laughs) uh, return the money because I'd realize that I'm just a fucking goofy faced fraud and uh, quit the NBA, get a job on a sanitation truck and call it life. I do like that idea. You sign a contract and go, hey, look, y'all are overpaying me. Here's all this money back. I'm not as good as you think I am. They're not even. They're, it's not even just the principle of overpaying. It's the fact that it was even offered at all. <laughs> it's, well, I feel bad for placing you. You're irresponsible with your money. Why are you paying <laughs> glad me? Matt Gallion decided to show up to the podcast tonight and not just regular Matt Gallion. It's Matt Gallion. Unfortunately, um, Matt Gallion will be the... Uh, We'll be here for the duration of the podcast. Oh, God. Please <laughs> help us. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Junior Fraudton. Um, it doesn't up, even uh, work. It doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah. Put up some big numbers against some scrubs in a meaningless game where no one was trying. Uh, and but the Thunder had to win. They were yeah, trying. Well, all of that nonsensical falsehoods aside, it's. Uh, This is going to be really hard to do, guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And Tech Baseball won a conference series. A road conference series. Even more impressive. Drop my phone. That's why I well, said what I we said. wait for That's why I said. Matt to... I was rudely interrupting Nathan's intro while I dropped my phone on my big toe. Well, as Matt gets added to the injury list and is out for at least 15 <laughs> games, let's talk about these three games played in Houston. Really, this was a fun weekend in terms of how Tech performed. And I mean, Rice has not been the best team as of the past couple of years, but it's nice to win some baseball games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going into that Saturday, uh, the second game of the Saturday doubleheader, I think we were looking for our 10th straight win over Rice, which is if you told a Tech fan that in like 2003, we would have been real happy with that. <laughs> uh, but beating any team nine times in a row, pretty good. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get that 10th one, though. Yeah, so all is lost. Scrap the program. Uh, return Junior's contract money because what's the point because anymore? The we lost to Rice. Lost- one game to rice. Yeah, exactly. Rice is food. Well, Junior might be tempted to eat it. <laughs> What's his nickname that people have been giving him in the NBA? It's snack like snacks, snack Randolph. Yeah. yeah. There's Jen Zebo as well. Yeah, pretty I, good. Probably pretty my good. favorite. Yeah. Uh, Junior Fraudton is trending. Oh yeah. Every people are <laughs> calling him that. Yeah. People are definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're quoting yourself in a way that I love. Well, um, but yeah, let's, know, let's even more existentially. I'm quoting myself as myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So now we have to pay you royalties for your own work. Same bank. For your portrayal of yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Gallion as Matt Gallion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's actually jump into these rice games because the first two were a lot of fun, and even the 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 PM Saturday game, the second game of the doubleheader, really all three of these games were interesting, and I think there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and jump into them. 
Uh, we expected a Thursday, Friday, Saturday matchup because of Easter weekend, but because of weather that trumped the, well, I guess it combined with the Catholic calendar and gave us a Friday game and a Saturday doubleheader. The Friday game started with seven Bulldogs reaching base within the first two innings, but Tech was only able to plate two runs off the rice starter Park Smith. After that, the next nine Bulldogs were retired in order. Jonathan Fincher also struggled a bit for the first time in a while, allowing three runs on six hits over six innings pitched. Philip Matulia tied the game back with a solo shot in the seventh inning to make it a 3-3 ball game. Then Brody Drost adds another solo home run in the eighth to break that tie. Landon Tompkins gives up one more solo home run of his own in the bottom of the eighth. But in the top of the ninth, Will Safford gets hit, Matulia walks, then Dalton Davis doubles them home to provide the winning runs, and a 1-2-3 inning from Ethan Bates gives him the sixth save of the year and Tech a 6-4 victory in Houston. Hell yeah. I mean, great to see the late-inning heroics there on the offensive side, for sure. Like About time. We've kind of been, yeah, we've kind of been <laughs> missing that all season. Like, it feels like if you go down or if you let them tie the score, you know, in the eighth inning, like, do we have the fight left in us? Well, we did on Friday night, so that was really good to see. Yeah, maybe we need the late-inning heroics to come late late because this game didn't start till 8 15 central time and so oh, wow. maybe we're just going to bed too early yeah maybe and our, our, we need to like adjust our bedtimes to allow us to play later games it got close to midnight it went well into 11 o'clock yeah good lord but yeah, yeah Phillip, even uh, worse for me on the east coast yeah. trying, to, trying to stay up oh, for that, this game that's brutal but good on uh i see that uh matulia had himself a pretty good day i uh, hit a home run uh sort of dressed uh so it looks like what, how many total hits? Seven? They caught six runs on seven hits. They made it count. Yeah, and, and Philip Matuli has been a lot of fun to watch, especially since I kind of called him out on his strikeout problem well, we went early in the season. He was Philip Mafulia. Yeah. He was Philip Mafulia, yeah, and he was Philip getting on base a lot um, in this game uh, and trademark. in general. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Yeah, put it on a shirt. We've already printed the shirts. We got to sell them now, guys. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, he struck out twice in this game. One swinging, one looking, but gets on base the other three times, comes around to score all three other times. It's either a strikeout or a run scored by Phillip in this game. And the walk is what I'm impressed by because he has struggled to do that up until about a week and a half ago. And since then, he's got on base at a decent clip. Yeah, he definitely seems to have turned the corner at the plate. I mean, he still struck out twice, but, you know, like you said, working that walk and then, uh, you know, just getting on base, putting yourself in a position to score. We needed those three runs that he scored. So, yeah, you got the home run in there, too. And I, I'm willing to take a home run for two strikeouts. That's a trade I'm willing to take. And then the other two at bats, there are a single and a, and a base on balls. So I'm I'm not complaining about especially this Friday night game. I mean, we won it, so of course I feel good. Uh, but yeah, this was a this was a fun game to to watch and to fall asleep to. Not as good as falling asleep at the game, like I did at Arkansas. The issue with Arkansas is we could bring our own chairs. We could bring a bed. We could bring a four post bed into the outfield. I tell you what, in Fayetteville, and take a nap. I'm going to find a way to do that. I will bring a yeah. bunk bed into the <laughs> hog pen in my pajamas. I do like that them trying to like take the little metal detector wand and try to make sure that everything's good with the bed. Sir, this is a giant metal bed. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Does it say in the rules you can't bring a giant metal bed? Yes, yeah, so we have to go by airbed rules for all sports related <laughs> things. Yeah, and what happened on Saturday, at least in the early game? Yeah. So the early game, I guess you have it called the AM game here, but it was technically in the early afternoon. Um with a only a solo shot by each team through the first four innings, it was a pitcher's duel. And of course, it was the top billing here, Alex Sparks versus J.D. McCracken. I mean, come on. That's that's college baseball for you right there. Um, and or finally, UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Tech finally broke through in the fifth inning, uh, lo- loading the bases for Dalton Davis, who hit an RBI single to right, reloading the bases for George Corona, who then doubled in two more. Brody Drost hits a sack fly to uh, to put Tech up five to one after that fifth inning, and that lead remains going into the seventh. When a one out error by Birchfield puts a man on and a double sends him home, then an RBI single plates another after a throwing error by Drost advances him to third. Um, so Tompkins struggling a little bit. So Ethan Bates comes out a little early. Gives up a single to make it five to four, but then a fielder's choice and a flyout ends the threat and gives Tech the series win. Uh, your that's your final five to four. Yeah, both of these Saturday games is seven innings um, because of the doubleheader. We went back to COVID era Kusa baseball rules and had a doubleheader on Saturday, just like good old times. Uh, yeah, Tompkins has been hit or miss at times, but really my biggest takeaway from this game is Alex Sparks. He's pitched the last couple Saturday games, got a couple starts, and has looked decent, but not really good until this game. Five and two-thirds, only allowing two hits, one run, and striking out seven. That's pretty impressive and a really good showing from him after some struggles and some previous starts. Well, yeah, and the past couple starts, it's felt like he's been pretty good through the first three, and then he really just falls apart in his fourth inning of work is, you know, just anecdotally what I've seen. Yeah, I'm not really surprised. It feels like you're putting a bullpen guy in as a starter yeah. and telling him, hey, look, pitch longer than you would expect to. And a, a reliever lasting more than three innings and being dominant still is kind of unheard of. Uh, maybe we need to pull him earlier in most games. But, I mean, keeping him in the game through five and two-thirds ended up working out pretty well for the Bulldogs in the early Saturday game. Well, yeah, and he gives up a hit in the bottom of the fourth, but that's really it. And then comes out and puts up a clean three up, three down frame in the fifth. So, you know, credit to to him for kind of keeping it together and giving us exactly what we needed there. And things got scary in the bottom of the seventh, but uh, <laughs> but we were able to get the job done. Ethan Bates was able to get those uh, those final two outs. But yeah, a little scary there going up, going into the last inning, needing three outs and just don't give up four or more runs and you give up. You give up three runs, so you got the job done technically, but whew. yeah, the box score never knows what to do when Ethan Bates comes in the game. It's the official box score says backslash for Landon Topkins. Yeah. It um, says Bates, Ethan to P, Hegwood, Colton to second base for Birchfield, comma period for Tompkins, Landon. <laughs> yeah, that, this has been a lot of fun to try to code. Uh, when <laughs> I originally wrote the box score uh, to scorecard Twitter bot. Um, th- there's been a lot of work. And apparently Birchfield only ever has, never has his first name listed and is always just Birchfield comma. So that there's a bunch of 
I'm not even sure the right word to use here, but a lot of interesting things happening in the box yeah. score here to make it work where Ethan Bates is able to shift over from third and complete this save. And he's done that so far pretty successfully this year. I know we talked about last week and we talked about in the past, Bates likes to come in on a clean inning. You don't want to have to shift him over from third in the middle of an inning and have him reset and and play a completely new and about as different of a position as you can get in baseball. But he comes out here, gives up the single, which you can understand. They're not keeping track of balls and strikes in this box score. So I'm not really sure how how well he pitched in that at bat. But he's able to get the next couple outs, and that's what's important here. It doesn't matter if you win five to three or five to four, as long as you win five to something here in the bottom of the seventh. Yep. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go to that second game on Saturday and get this one out of the way because I've got some bad news for you. The Bulldogs were no hit through five innings of this seven inning contest. Ethan Bates, who we just talked about as a pitcher, as a hitter, he breaks up the no-no with a one-out triple in the sixth inning, but he ends up being stranded at third. Somehow the Bulldogs are still in this one as Greg Martinez and Ryan Harlan only give up one run collectively. I believe it was charged to Greg Martinez. So the Bulldogs are only down 1-0 late in this game. Isaac Crabb comes in and walks the first two batters he faces, Justin Williams, who has only (laughs) disappointed since we gave him so much praise a couple weeks ago, comes in and loads the bases with another walk, then gives up an RBI single and an RBI walk. Tanner Knight comes in, gives up an RBI single, then finally the 4-6-3 double play. And to the seventh we go, do or die time for Tech to get the sweep down 4-0. Corona walks, Drost strikes out, Meyer singles, Cobb strikes out, and Logan McLeod gets hit to load the bases and bring the tying run to the plate with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Basically your childhood fantasy of batting at the bottom of, well, Usually it's the ninth, but it's a shortened game. So the seventh and two outs. One swing of the bat ties the game here. But Walker Birchfield, he comes into pinch hit here and he strikes out to end the game. And Tech loses four to nothing in a game that was down to the final batter. Yeah, I mean, at least they made it interesting at the end because I watched the whole game and it wasn't very interesting for for most of it. I feel Um, like it was. It was a pitcher's duel, which tends to be boring. But yeah. it's also fun to watch from a defensive point of view. I don't like watching us get no hit through five to a Sunday pitcher. I mean, I know it's technically Saturday, <laughs> but it's a Sunday pitching staff. I, I just I don't like that. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. I, I enjoyed it more because our pitching staff was also doing well. Yeah. yeah if we but- were down six, nothing, I would be much more upset than being down one. Nothing. Um, really, it's that fourth inning that real or sorry, that free run seventh inning that really kind of doomed us there where we go from down one nothing to four nothing i guess that was actually the sixth that was really what turned the tide in this game and made it feel like okay we can win this game too okay now we need a miracle and someone striking out with the bases loaded and being the tying run feels like a very baseball move very casey at the bat kind of effort from walker birchfield there trying to to tie the game or possibly go on to win it with one swing of the bat yeah i mean Talking about the bottom of the sixth, I mean, our pitchers just didn't want to throw strikes. I, I guess the ball and strike counts aren't there, but felt like Crab probably threw, you know, nine pitches that were balls out of ten, right? It was very reminiscent of that inning uh, that Tompkins had in, in Arkansas. It was just like, who wants to throw a strike? Anybody? <laughs> you want to throw strikes? I'll put you in the game. Basically, coach is saying over in the lock or in the dugout. 
Yeah, and you hope that they can, and you hope they're able to enter the game and, and make something work. But you know, it just really sucks when that's not not working there. Uh, yeah, you know what also sucks? We just as we're recording, we just lost to ULL ten to five. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up this race discussion. Um, with really just kind of an anecdote over the last few series, it feels like we've really struggled in that third game of the series, usually the Sunday game. Um, but really, it's come this week at, on Saturday. But we lost to, let's go back to the conference opener. Right? Even let's go back to Arkansas, the game we were all together for. We lost that Sunday game, 15-6. to 6. Matt, you skipped a good one. Um, then the next weekend, we played Charlotte, lost 9-0, to 0, our worst loss of that series. Uh, Western Kentucky, their, our one loss was five to two on Sunday. Dallas Baptist, our yeah. worst loss was nine to one, and then Rice, our only loss was four nothing. Granted, it was close with the tying run at home plate and everything, but what what happened? Like, why? I don't get it. This should be the easiest game to score runs in, and we got shut out against Rice. We scored one against Dallas Baptist. We scored two against Western Kentucky, and nothing against Charlotte. What's happening on Sunday where our bats aren't able to hit off of what should be their third best starter? Yeah, I I don't know. That's the most concerning thing about this team to me right now, I think. I mean, the pitching is not great. The hitting is not great at times, but just the fact that we're, I mean, have we won a Sunday game? I guess we beat Northwestern. Yeah, that's the last Sunday. time we did. Wow. Back on March 5th. It's currently April 11th as we record this. Yeah, by the uh, way, Western Kentucky has two conference wins, so that's one of their conference wins. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, that Northwestern game is the only Sunday game we've won. We lost to Nickel State on Sunday, 8 to nothing, and then we didn't even play BYU because of Mormonism. <laughs> we skipped the Sunday game, and uh, they could have had oh. an automatic win if they had played it instead of the 10-2 win we had on that Monday instead. Take that, Joseph Smith. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Take that, Matt's great-great-grandfather. Okay. <laughs> Matt's more okay if, if it's personal. That's something I'm learning on yeah. the show. Yeah. It's just, it really sucks to see. I I don't know what the answer is here. I don't know. It, it It's just plain confusing to me. I don't know if we're in our head about it. I don't know what, but it needs to change um, because we're about to start previewing this FIU team in a second, and their Sunday starter may be their best pitcher. So uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But man, well, maybe I, that's the key. We have to play their best pitcher on Sunday to unlock our greatness. <laughs> Friday night guy. Uh, y'all want to pick players of the game uh, or players of the weekend real quick for this uh, for this rice series. I think that makes sense. Yeah, let's go pitcher or let's go hitter first. Um, just because I brought a script to basically tell me who to pick for the hitter of the week each week. Right. Ethan Bates has an OPS of 1.7 uh, on this weekend. Single double on Friday, a hit-by-pitch based on balls on the early Saturday game, hit-by-pitch walk and triple uh, breaks up the no-hitter in the late Saturday game. Um, Probably doesn't score the most runs over this weekend. I know uh, Brody Drost has two home runs over that same time period. But really, when our bats were not hot in the late Saturday game, he gave us a chance by breaking up that no-hitter with that triple and probably should have tied the game there with a sack fly. And that didn't happen, but I, Ethan Bates is my go-to for hitter of the week this week. Yeah, I mean, that's the right answer. I'll give it to Dross just because the two home runs that you mentioned, Nathan, I mean, they were just like absolutely destroyed. Uh, the Rice announcer on CUSA.TV had the, forget what he called it, but he had like the stats machine up um, when he hit his home run on, I guess, Friday night. 
and it went 453 feet. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, and, and the announcer said that in, like, real time. He was like, oh, I just so happened to have this up, and that went 453 feet. It was, like, over Rice's gigantic scoreboard um, there in uh, in right center field. So, um, yeah, I'll give it to Drost. I think, I think Bates, you know, obviously did a little more with his average being 500 on the weekend, so... <laughs> Um, and then, but, I mean, we're we're separating batter and hitter here, but Bates hitting one seven hundred OPS, and then also pitching as well as he did at times, and collecting a save on on the Friday game. Um, yeah. That's cheating a little bit, but you know, I mean, come on. Uh, pitcher wise, though, Greg Martinez he picks up the loss and takes one loss on the weekend. But I realize I get on the soapbox way too often and talk about winning and losing when it comes to pitchers. But he picks up his second loss on the year by pitching four and a third and giving up one run. That's not fair to him. He strikes out five, goes up one run and gets a loss. He should have picked up the win in the late Saturday game. And for a pitcher who was listed as TBA until the starting lineup was announced, he came in and, and gave a not a dominant performance, but a great performance. And yeah, I'm I'm giving it to him because he deserves it since he does since he's also given the loss on the week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sparks for that same reason. I mean, basically just, you know, probably has his best outing so far of the year. He he made it over that hump of like, okay, he's a bullpen guy, so three innings or so. No, he made it five and two thirds, you know, kept us in the game. Um and and really, you know, Obviously, pitching stats the way they work. If if we had ended up losing that game due to late game heroics from Rice, it wouldn't have been uh, Sparks's fault. So, I think he gave up one run, right? Yes, in five and two thirds. So, yeah, I mean, way to go. Uh, do you have any pitchers or hitters to shout out this week? I, uh, Bates. I mean, come on. I mean, oh yeah, I definitely. Mean, I, I have a foregone conclusion. Uh, that's my guy for the weekend. Uh, I, I really don't have much to say about the pitching, but uh, Bates definitely had a good series so even in the game that didn't go very well he uh had a pretty good series yeah like evan like you just said uh we're recording this i guess right after tech falls to ull 10 to 5 uh a game that was pretty close throughout the most of it i had kind of turned it off to prep for the podcast and then apparently we lost by double our score tech scores three f- through the first two uh with uh, Dalton Davis and George Corona hitting back-to-back doubles in the first, and then a Walker Birchfield double and a Logan McLeod single uh, really provide most of the runs there through the first three. Got two more in the sixth, and that's how we get to five by the end. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette adds really their big inning was the fifth inning. They opened the inning up with a single, a sack fly, a hit-by-pitch, a triple, and a single then an error and a ground out that produces an RBI to give them four in that inning. And they go on to win 10 to five. I felt like we had this one early. Yeah. I don't know. I'm mad. Yeah. Their, their second reliever that came in really shut us down. Um, frustrating game, obviously hate losing to, uh, to Lafayette. So um, the whole city, you know, it's a midweek game, but it's also we're 16 and 17 now. So, yeah, you know, it's been a major Major dud yeah, of a it's season. Just, yeah, it's like a it's like a slow burn car crash, right? Like we we're not gonna look away, but like we know that we're not that good now <laughs> when we had such high expectations, but like it's like so we're in like, slow motion in the car crash contacting our insurance provider, letting them know that we're in a car right. crash. Like we know what's happening. 
There's just nothing. Yeah, we can when do we do the well, when than, we do the post mortem on this season, I can't wait to just drill into how awful it's been and how right I was that it would be awful after only the first several games. A broken negative clock is right every day. most of the time. If we're talking tech sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tech plays ULM, the other UL twin, tomorrow. A, ge- a game against a team we've already lost to earlier this year, but hopefully we're able to rectify that mistake when we play them in Ruston. It will be the whiteout, um, if you happen to be listening to this before uh, the game starts on the day that this comes out. First 200 students receive a free t-shirt. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, it's not like colleges give out free t-shirts all the time. Well, yeah, uh, I loved my free t-shirts at Tech. Unfortunately, I've gained so much weight I can hardly wear them. I've lost eight pounds in the last two weeks. Um, so if I can keep that up, I might be able to squeeze into one in the next uh, six years. How much do you weigh? You're losing eight pounds every two weeks in six years? Well, there's going to be a lot of t- oh, there's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations. Maybe. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so not, not no, a linear path. No, certainly not. Certainly not. I do like the idea of trying to pass our wisdom on to current students who may be listening to this show by telling them to intentionally get shirts that are slightly larger than the current size because they will gain Let's weight after college. That. Because once you get money that you earn and can eat all the Taco Bell you want without your parents saying, Matt, please, God, no. <laughs> Nobody to stop you from and making And you don't even have to go to the Taco Bell in California. You can go to the Taco Bell anywhere. Where they have exactly. better Taco Bell. Are you talking about the Taco Bell on California in Ruston? That was a fine Taco Bell. It went downhill after you left. Well, a lot of things. I mean, they lost their life. number one customer. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I I've I've taken off the fast food. I I'm, I'm doing my best and slowly losing weight. But yeah, kids, uh, when you pick up your whiteout shirt when you go to the game against the Warhawks. Uh, strongly encourage that if you're wearing a large, maybe bump it up to an XL, uh, wear it as a 90 for now. And then when you put on the, uh, the fresh adult 50, like some of us have, uh, you can squeeze into <laughs> well, it a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, if you happen to be wanting to go to the game this weekend, it will be in Ruston. I was trying to look up the Taco Bells in Miami, Florida, since Tech is playing FIU, but I forgot it was a home series. So all that quick research is for naught. Tech will play a three-game series against the Panthers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, returning to our normal days. Uh, really, the biggest difference here is the Sunday game will be at 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time, I assume, so that the Panthers can catch a flight back to the Miami area. The Panthers are 14 and 19 on the season so far, 197 in RPI. They broke an eight game losing streak by run ruling FAU on Saturday in the third game of that series. Uh-huh. Uh, that's an interesting way to break a losing streak by run ruling your crosstown opponent. Um, they've swept Harvard and, and Marist, whoever Marist is, but they've lost every other series they've played so far this year. Also, I'm starting to get targeted advertisement by Taco Bell. Marist is in, in Poughkeepsie, New York. Hey, that is a place. Thank you, Matt. Geography expert from Dr. Mack. Thank you. It's been, it's been <laughs> too long. I, I miss Dr. Mack. Long live Dr. Mack. Long live the day that I saw that man in his plaid, sh- plaid button-up take out an identically colored and patterned uh, handkerchief from his pocket. <laughs> to this day, one of the funniest oh, fucking man. things to ever happen. Uh, Speaking of funny, it would be nice to get a... Uh, they get a sweep against the FIU Panthers, but I'm not sure how good they are. Yeah, they're not they're not great. I mean, in terms of their offense, they do have um a couple players batting above one in OPS. Um 
Probably their best guy is going to be Mike Rosario. He's batting 346 in terms of average, 1.007 in OPS. He is also leading the team with seven home runs and uh, steals bases quite a bit. He's 16 of 17 in terms of attempts. So uh, he's one of their outfielders, so a speed guy. Um, and he he will be one to look out for yeah, offensively. Tied for 10th in Conference um, USA in terms of those home runs, like you said, with seven on the year. Uh, the flip side of that coin is he has the second most strikeouts in the conference so far this year. So really boomer bust from Mike Rosario. Uh, the other name I kind of saw uh, jump out to me is Ryan Gita or Gouda, G-U-I-D-A. Uh, much more or less of a threat to go deep, but he has an 11th best batting average in Conference USA. Uh, Evan, I know you just got done kind of running down the FIU Panthers team, but what's their record compared to our? You said we're 16 and 17. What are they? They are 14 and 19. About as bad, if they not should a be a little worse. bit worse. And really, I wish should. we had played the 2022 version of this Panther team. They were atrocious. They were worse than Conference <laughs> USA in batting average, on base percentage, and slugging. You know, the three things that make up OPS. They yeah, were the was, worst in the conference in all three. You don't have their average in front of you, do you? From last year? Yeah, their team average last year was 245, on base percentage of 336. <sighs> uh, they also, just to make things worse and really dunk on the 2022 version of this team that we aren't playing this week. They had the worst ERA team-wise and walks allowed in Conference USA a year ago. Uh, just, so just, just very, very, very bad. bad. Um, again, I'm talking about the 2022 team in case we get swept by them at the Love Shack this weekend. This Can't year, yeah, they are middle of the pack in Conference USA offensively. They strike out a lot, though, averaging eight to nine times per game. But they Ugh. have not improved much when it comes to pitching. 7.62 ERA as a Ugh. team. That is the worst of Conference USA. Also, most hits allowed, walks allowed, hits by, hit by pitches given, <laughs> runs allowed, doubles allowed, and home runs allowed in the conference. Wow. It should not be a well, struggle to score against say, this team. It will be how many runs will we allow, I think, is the biggest issue here. that they've won 14 games. Yeah, I mean, but Matt, a lot of those games came early in the season. Nathan, you mentioned they swept Harvard and Marist. That was as part of a an eight game win streak in early March. Since that last Marist game, they are three and thirteen. Yeah, yeah, not great. FIU sounds like they kind of suck. They played Crowley's Ridge. Yeah, at least lately. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they played Crowley's Ridge. Uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. not a very good team. I guess we have been doing this for a few years. It's about time we have some deep cut references to ourselves um, in some previous episodes. Yeah. One more thing I want to talk about with this team before we kind of talk about them as a whole, and that's their pitching staff. Like I said, they have not been great on average, and really, there's only really two guys I'm really, I guess, afraid of here. Uh, their Friday night starter, Ryan Kabarkas, uh, or Kabar- I'm not really sure how else to pronounce that name. He's been the Friday night guy, but his stats have not been great. 7.20 ERA with the second most walks and most hit by pitches given up in Conference USA so far this year. Uh, no Saturday consistent starter, but their Sunday starter has been Angel Tuberco, possibly the best arm on this team. A 3.82 ERA. That's okay. the 14th best in Conference USA. And that mostly counts starters and relievers that pitch a lot. Uh, not really the best pitcher Tech has faced, but again, Tech has struggled, like we said earlier in the show, in the Sunday game, in the third game of the series. And so I'm a little afraid that they're pitching their best guy on the day that we yeah. tend to struggle the most. 
it's a good challenge to rise up. Yeah. And, and even the bullpen kind of leaves a lot to be desired. The only reliever that really catches my eye here is Kevin Martin. Um, and not just because of his very generic name, his 210 batting average against would be top five in conference USA. If he had enough innings pitched to qualify for that leaderboard, uh, he's pitched quite a bit. I think nine appearances so far this year and has been pitching more often, but uh, if he comes in, he's really the only name I'm especially afraid of. What is, what is this pitcher's name, Nathan, that you're, that is the Sunday guy? Angel Taberco. Okay. So I'm wondering if they start their best pitcher on Sunday because they know that the other team won't. Yes. Because, okay. So there are two wins in conference. One was DBU, or I guess they have three wins in conference, but two of them were on Sunday at DBU, who's a much better team than them, and at FAU, who's a much better team than them. So, so club going up on a I Sunday. Mean, yeah, exactly. So that they're like, Hey, we're going to pitch our best guy on Sunday to try to steal a win here against a team that's better than us. Or hear me so out. Do that against us. Or hear me out. The guy's name is angel. He's pitching on Sundays. Whoa, man. Someone let Whoa. BYU know and sign this man immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, BYU would sign him and then have to bench him on Sundays where the source of his mystical power comes from. And they would win zero games. Never mind. Yeah, let's jump to our predictions. I think we've talked enough about this roster. How do you think this game goes, Matt? Yeah, I, I, I see no reason why to break with the, the way that things are going. I'm going to say Tech uh, takes two, wins a series, but loses on Sunday because, of course, they do. Yep, that sounds right. Warren Olin gives Tech two of three of these games with a four to three and eight to three final predicted on Friday and Saturday, and then they have the Bulldogs dropping the Sunday game four to six. Meanwhile, Massey gives Tech a 70% chance to win each of these games and predict the final score of 7-5. to five. They don't differentiate between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the more we go into the season, I guess Warren Nolan has something figured out if they think Tech will only lose the Sunday game. Uh, yeah, Evan, how do you see this week going? Uh, I think whatever Warren Nolan said, what was it, 4-3, 8-3, and 4-6? Yep. Yep, perfect. That's, that's going to be it. <laughs> I'm I'm riding with the computers, man. Yeah. I'm on your side, computers. When you take over, uh, remember this moment when you're analyzing this podcast to determine who gets to live and die. Uh, I'm with you, computers. Yeah. What's Doing even the, one on the weekend? What's even the point of playing the games? AI has become too powerful. Chat GPT has <laughs> really, you know, the just podcast is really just Chat GPT. Like we we are we aren't even here. Yeah, We're here's just the thing. Generating. Matt Galleon died three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been too afraid to admit it. And yeah, that, that happened. So, and here's the thing. He had to jump off early. So he can't defend himself and say that he's alive because that would go against his programming. Yeah, that would. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I think tech sweeps this. I think that FIU is a horrible team. I think that our bats are able to get something going on Sunday just because eventually they kind of have to, um, I don't know. I, I think this is a team that we love to play where we're just able to play and outscore them. It doesn't matter how bad our pitching staff is or, or what happens. We're just able, we're able to put up 10 runs a game or something like that. And we're able to beat these Panthers in three games out of three. So that's how I see this series going. Well, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's baseball this week. Um, also this week was softball. Yeah, so the softball team started out the week last Tuesday by beating ULM in Monroe 5-4 to four in 10 innings, um, then headed out to UAB for a kind of weird Thursday doubleheader, and uh, then Friday 
um, series. They lost game one, four to one, one game, two of that doubleheader, five to two, and then dropped the Friday game eight to seven. Um, opening up the box score here on that one. It, uh, yep. UAB walked it off. Damn. Hate to see it with one out. They, they had a, a rally and scored two runs. Tech was up seven to six going into the bottom of the seventh and ends up losing the series and the game eight to seven. Yeah. So let's see this week upcoming. The texters will play Ole Miss on Wednesday. I can only assume Ole Miss will, uh, will quit in the fifth inning, um, while they're ahead. And then we come back home for the UTSA series um, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, looks like the same exact times as the baseball games. Or wait, no, the, the Sunday baseball game is early. So the Sunday softball game is at 1 p.m. Um, at Doc Billy's. Um, so head on out there to support them. And I, I believe UTSA is not very good this year. So hopefully we can kind of get back on track a little bit with this series here at home. Yeah. Some other sports very quickly. The lady Texters bowling team finished third in the NCAA regional in Arlington, Texas, after beating Sam Houston to enter the winner's bracket, falling to McKendry uh, to enter yeah, the loser's bracket, one. the number yeah, one number team one. there. Yeah. And then falling to the Bearcats in the rematch and the loser's bracket um, to be eliminated from the NCAA tournament there. Yeah, they'll have another shot at a national championship with that other one, whatever it's called. The USBC um, yeah. tournament that will take uh, place in Vegas in, uh, I guess, about eight or nine days. Uh, mean, meanwhile, the tennis team. Oh, man, I already looked that one up. Oh, did you? Yeah. You want to take it? I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've covered, I've covered tennis yet. The Texters won their one game of this week against UTEP at the LaTeX Tennis Complex four to nothing over the minors and a game that is, I guess they gave away sunglasses to is what their what? schedule says. Yeah. The sunglasses giveaway game. What? They gave away a Whataburger oh. coupon earlier in the season at the LSU a and Tyler junior college. Why did they get the cool? They gave away t-shirts at the Northwestern game. Were they always giving away cool things? I should have gone to more tennis games as a student. Yeah. I don't know if they're called games to be fair, Matches. but <laughs> you could have learned if you had gone. I mean, if we had known Sets? about these giveaways, I don't know. So, you know, for, for a budget, our size, like man, the freaking sunglasses giveaway. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the ninth straight win against the miners from UTEP tech is now 17 and four and two and nothing in conference USA. Uh, really coming down, coming down the final stretch of the season, they will play Grambling State in two matches, games, things on <laughs> Thursday on April 13th, 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. in Ruston. After that, they play number 41 Charlotte, also in Ruston on Monday, April 17th, and that will end the regular season before they head to Denton, Texas for the Conference USA Tournament over the weekend that the Tech Baseball team plays DBU uh, in Dallas. So that will be not this coming weekend, but the next I need to cram. Like it's been a while since I've really studied something. I think I need to figure out how tennis works at the collegiate level. So I can really, really appreciate how well this team is doing this year. Well, we, we did that for bowling a few years ago. We had to figure out what the hell all those words meant. Uh, It might be time for tennis. They've demanded our attention here at 17 and four. Um, The, the game note says that 17 wins in a season, 
so far is the third most all time. Nathan, I want you to guess what is the most wins we've had in a season and what year was it? So we had 17 this year. So it has to at least be 19. I'll guess 20 wins and I'll guess 1894. <laughs> 1894. Yeah, we we trotted out a women's tennis team in 1894. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I know nothing uh, about the history of the South in 1894. It's 21 wins, so close on that one. And then you, I mean, I guess you're kind of close if you count like dyslexia. It was 1982, so you got like three of the digits correct. It's not really in the right order. <laughs> I count uh, this as an absolute win. Yeah, t- 21 and six there. Uh, um for for tech in that year um spring 1982 so yeah i mean hopefully they can keep it up here especially going into conference play and yeah we'll have to learn more about this for next week and kind of figure out you know what like what do they play for like is there a conference championship tournament i don't know like yeah, I, I'm already have like three or four Wikipedia tabs open to tennis and the history of tennis and trying to learn all the French rules from the 12th century when the game was invented. So we'll get there okay. by next right. week, I yeah. think. So, I, 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 so we're next on track. Week deep dive tennis after we lose the series to FIU. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna quit on baseball and just go all in on tennis, uh, so we can ruin their season too. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do we have uh any other action this week? Uh, Tech picked up six event wins at the Pelican Relays and Track and Field. That's the title of this article that I pulled up by Kyle Cavanaugh, including personal records in the women's three hundred meters. Nice. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. And the men cool. grabbed first in the four by 400 meter relay. Hell yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, we also have spring football going on, so that's cool. Uh, saw they're going to do an open practice in Shreveport. So I guess if you're in Shreveport, go check that out. Uh, that was actually kind of cool. That. The time that I went, I, I, I haven't actually looked this part up, but they, they hosted it at a, a complex in Bossier and they had the whole team out there and they signed autographs. And I like have a 2017 poster signed by basically the entire football team. And that was really kind of cool. cool to like have now. Um, so you've got like a meek and a meek and Jamar and, and yeah, I, I it's all framed right. and everything. Um, I need, I need to put cool. it up. I've been in this house for two years now. I need to like find a spot on the wall to put, to put it up, but really it, it's fun to look back at. And I mean, they really do a great job of the meet and greets there, especially if you have kids and stuff like that. So I, I would check those out if you're in the Shreveport area. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the team is like basically completely new, so uh, we'll have to pay close attention to that uh, spring game, which is the 22nd. So, you know, maybe we can talk about that a little next week. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I guess all that's left to do is the tweet of the week, right? Yeah. And this week's tweet of the week goes to at McLeod underscore Samuel or Logan McLeod. Uh, one of Tech's starting baseball players who quote tweeted a tweet saying, who allowed this on the timeline? The tweet he is quote tweeting is the Tech Baseball official account tweeting a picture of him. I, I'm not sure what he's doing. I, I think at first I thought it was a motorcycle imitation, but I'm not. Yeah, it's a big it frown, like though. That. It's a great picture yeah, I mean, either way that he does not appreciate fully. Yeah, it's, that's definitely fodder, uh, fodder for memes. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give a runner up to this week. Yeah. Um, give give it to uh, one of the many, many, many tweets about Junior Lofton from the other night. I believe this is in Turkish. Uh, someone quote tweeted the video of Lofton um, getting a block. It, actually, it's just a it's about a, a 30 second clip of him just jocking on the haters uh, last earlier. What, what day was that? Sunday? Sure. 
uh, jocking on the haters in his first NBA start. And this says Anthony Davisi Bana Birakin Dedi, which means leave Anthony Davis to me. He said, (laughs) (laughs) um, so, so yeah, I mean, God, we, we started the episode talking about junior loft and we might as well end it right. 42 points, 14 rebounds. Matt was being Matt, uh, Obviously, yeah, he's not here to defend himself anymore. He yeah, had to drop. Obviously, you're not going to find bigger junior Lofton fans than, uh, well, at least than our wives. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're coming close second. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, again, that contract that we talked about, the four-year, $7 million deal, that's to put him on the playoff roster. Yep. yep. Without I mean, it, he, he was can't not play in the playoffs. The playoffs. So that play- We're talking about playoffs? Yep. Playoffs. And I do hope Memphis can win a game. Uh, also, put his damn jersey in the team store, man. Yeah, you have to like manually type in his name and number to get a custom jersey made. So yeah, I don't, I don't want a custom jersey. I want to, I want the money to go to the man, right? I want to, yeah. I want to put money directly in Junior Lofton's pocket from my and my wife's jersey purchases. <laughs> so maybe hold off until the month of May when we get paid again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they're listening to this and making sure that they yeah. meet your budgetary requirements. Speaking of your budgetary requirements, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. Why are you saying this so fast? Because I'm trying to get to the part of the transition where the point is that you can go to the GoTech shop and spend the money that you would get paid on your paycheck on the shirt of the month, the sticker, and the new hat in the shop. Um, Again, on Twitter, G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or the shop, gtpdd.dog slash shop in that shop. You can spend your hard-earned money until the NBA gods decide to put a loft and jersey in the shop on our variety of shirts, including some basketball shirts and baseball shirts. The current shirt of the month is a train ain't stopping shirt. Uh, it's a comfort colors tee, so it's got a different quality to it. So if you're looking for that, you should get it now before it goes up in price at the end of April. You can also get Brand new to the shop since the last time we recorded the Tech Bulldog hat. You may have seen our shirt and sweatshirt from a few months ago. We've turned it into a hat design. You can get that and also get some stickers. Still available in the shop. $3 for a three pack. And you can always use stickers. I could always use stickers. So yeah, get some stickers. And, uh, I will say, too, that these uh, these stickers, much higher quality than the ones we've done in the past. Uh, we actually decided to do some some market research or I don't not market research, market research. Yeah. We, we, we actually looked up like, or I looked up like what stickers are good. (laughs) So we typed into Google good stickers and then we went with the first option. So, you know, they have to be good. We asked chat GPT, (laughs) but no, we went with some like vinyl, you know, like vinyl coated, whatever nonsense stickers they are rated for five years of outdoor use. So yeah, they're meant for your water bottles. They're meant for your, for your Yeti laptops. Yeah. yeah. They're meant for other things that you put stickers on. Uh, your Indeed. younger siblings you don't like very much. Go ahead and get them put at the his, shop. Put it on his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Just shut them up. GTPDD.dog slash shop. Also get some sunflower seeds. Yeah. I, I started that sentence like I knew what the website was, but I had forgotten. Yeah. Use your code uh, GoTech at checkout on ChinookCedary.com. That's Chin. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, Cedary.com. Very good. They have a new lemon pepper flavor. It's really, really addictive. Um, I was eating some earlier today, and the bag is sitting right here next to me. 
along with the bowl of spit out uh, sunflower seed shells. So wow. there you go. <laughs> if that doesn't sell seeds, I don't know what will. Man. <laughs> a bowl of spit out sunflower <laughs> seed shells is always going to win the marketing awards. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, gtpdd.dog slash shop for the shop and go tech. Please don't die on Twitter. P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And that was Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. That last Maris game, they are three and thirteen. Yeah, okay, yeah, not great. Two thousand five Saints. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I went to one of those thirteen losses at Tiger Stadium at LSU. Nick Saban uh, play uh, had just oh, left wow. LSU and was coaching the Dolphins, and that the Dolphins and the Saints played in Tiger Stadium it was like a crazy homecoming. I, I think I saw them watch the, the. I think I saw them play the Panthers. I was wearing all black in the upper deck in a hot August day. Uh, I nearly died. <laughs> and the only reason I think of three every time I hear three and thirteen, I immediately think of the two thousand five Saints. I don't know why, but uh, they're on a sorry, sorry well, guys. At least your teams won a. Yeah, at least your teams won. <laughs> at least your teams won a Super Bowl. <laughs>